Welcome to the Small Towns Big God Podcast. We don't know what we're doing, but we're going to do it anyway. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Episode 2 of the Small Towns Big God Podcast. It's a Bible study podcast where we will dig into verse-by-verse discussion while speaking to how the Word comes to life in our personal lives. Uh, My name is Dax Bruner, and I help lead a youth group at Gober Baptist Church in Gober, Texas. Yes, it is that small. And across from me is Josh Lott, and he is the lead pastor at Ivanhoe Baptist Church in Ivanhoe, Texas, which sounds small. Uh, but they do have a brick post office. Brick post office. So, and there's a guy having a garage sale at the, the old of the old store right we, now. So that's pretty. That's we got business downtown. We just passed a market. Business, business downtown. Yeah, if you're in the market for some stuff. Yeah. That's your guy. He's down there. Uh, we're just two guys that have been led to ministry, doing what we are commanded to do, and evangelize through all means necessary. So, internet. Here we are. Here we are. Right. And again, like I said last time, we we don't know what we're doing, but we're going to do, do it anyway. That's right. Exactly. And today, you can tell the backdrop is different. Uh, we're at Ivanhoe Baptist Church today, and not at Gover, as we explained last time. It's just a fun thing to do. And they have many, many books, some of which I've read. Come visit the library at Ivanhoe Baptist Church. Check a book out. <laughs> Anytime. He's got a key. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been kind of a busy week. I've seen a lot of you this week. You have. Yes. You have. Uh-huh. The, the lady at uh, Levon said, you guys just travel together all the time? Right. And I was like, no, no. we just met. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, so every time she does see one of us, she sees she both sees of us, yeah. which is kind of funny. So as, as we're alluding to here, uh, we were at Levon, Lake Levon camp uh, yesterday recording rules videos, which was hilarious. Uh, we only had to do uh, take two on one of them, right. and that was when I was throwing up in the bushes, and I got to laughing, and I couldn't help it. Right. And the, again, the lady at the front desk says, do you know how hard it is to fake puke and laugh? And I said, well, I just found out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it was a great time. I had a good time. I don't know about you. But we did. Was, we, we turned your name into a verb. And we did. Yeah. Don't be a Dax. Don't be a Dax. Is the theme. So as you can probably tell in the rules videos, uh, I was the guy that demonstrated what not to do. Uh, as is my life, I'm a good example of what not to do. Uh-huh. You're right, and so uh, anyway, it was it was a great time. We had a good time. Um, uh, what else? What else did we do? We, we met with the Fannin pregnancy County, uh, pregnancy care pre- center, pregnancy yeah. care center, yeah. Terry um, Roundtree and uh, Megan Anderson. Yep, putting together the Pure Not Perfect event. It's coming up in October at First Baptist Savoy. Right. That so better reading, Colby Rich. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Man, that was a good time, too. Was, I had a great time visiting with those guys. Yeah. I don't get to do it much, so it was fun. Um, we'll keep you posted on that event as well because we'll both be participating in that uh, in some way, shape, or form. I'm not sure how it's going to shake out yet, but uh, it's going to be awesome. Um, of course, Wednesday. Wednesday night, yep. Church. Church. Uh, went yep. really good. I think uh, I had 20, 21 show up. Uh, uh, studied Acts chapter 4, uh, which was they're they're into it so right. uh, we're going to keep that rolling and i had, had a yeah. solid 10 yeah and uh we're in genesis walking through genesis 8 uh, the flood is receding and yeah and, and noah and his his group is getting back out of the ark and starting things over uh, so that's that's a good time that's good stuff old testament is good stuff i found that the the, the youth that I deal with don't haven't had a lot of exposure. Right. So anytime I reference back when we're studying New Testament, well, they start hollering Isaiah. 
Because right. they, they're like, I was like, so which, where do I like to reference most? Isaiah. So they know. Mm-hmm. So that's good. So Wednesday we did that. Today is Friday. Friday. And we did the recording yesterday, by the way, at the, at the lake. Um, and today's Friday. Um, this will be posted as a premiere at a later date, mm-hmm. um, which I believe would be next Friday. Next, or next Saturday. Saturday. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll set that up and it'll be announced. So. Don't worry about what we're saying right now. It's fine. Yeah. It's old news. <laughs> by the time you watch this, it's going to be old news. That's we're right. We'll be right on to something else yeah. by then. Uh, I'm speaking at Corinth uh, on the 19th, yeah. which is week after next. And then um, I just got notification uh, on the 28th. We'll be, I'll be speaking at Levon, and then you're going to be on that week as well. We just don't know what day yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll keep everybody posted as to those dates and what we got going on, So, uh, which is all good. But we're excited today because we get to get into God's Word. That's right. We're going to dive into the book of First John. First mm-hmm. John, I love First John. It's one of the first books of the Bible that I actually read and wanted to read for the purpose of trying to figure out what in the world's going on with this Jesus stuff mm-hmm. and this Christianity. Yep. Uh, my pastor at the time, when I was struggling with trying to figure out if I was a believer or not a believer, um, he pointed me in the direction of First John, and that's why I believe it's so important for us to dive into it today because at the end of the book, I realized, guess what? I'm not a believer in Christ. This is not behavior that, I, that comes out of my life and... Um, Mm-hmm. I never was convicted that I didn't do this kind of stuff. And so mm-hmm. uh, I love to share First John with people, and I point people to First John all the time. Yep, and it's awesome for me, too, because it's five chapters, right? It's really short. It's easy to get through. I mean, you could you could get through yeah. this easily in a day. We're not asking you to go read Leviticus. No. Tyler, you know, we're... <laughs> But you know, First John is. I mean, it's you can read it in fifteen minutes. You know, if you're if you're a good educated yeah. individual. For me, takes, that's two days. It takes, takes me a minute, but yep. you know, you can read it in fifteen minutes if you wanted to. Right. So the so I'm just reading in my Bible here. It's a study Bible, and it gives you the purpose of it. Um, and we can make this shorter or whatever but it says to reassure christians in their faith and to counter false teachings right and we got there's so much of that around um you know dealing with youth especially for me anyway um they're they're so into social media and they're so bombarded with stuff that is not true true to scripture right so we're training them to just go to your bible whatever they're saying just look at your bible and if it doesn't make sense then it's not it's not correct, you know. And they're real good about asking questions because you give them the respect of, I value what you're asking me, and I'm going to give you an honest answer. Mm-hmm. So it works out good. Well, you know, just within a few years of the, the church starting the, in, the, in the Christian movement, this is the issues we had. There was false yeah. teachings, not only outside the church, oh, yeah. but inside the church. I mean, already some professing Christians have brought this false teaching yeah. um, inside inside the walls or the homes of the churches where where they were being being uh, taught, and yeah. what I love about it is how, um, depending on what version you have, how John refers to it. But he's like writing, correcting these Christians, and he's like, "Dear children, mm-hmm. little children, mm-hmm. you know, you babes in Christ who are being deceived by these false teachers." And he's real intimate with it, and he's real personal with mm-hmm. it, like because he knows what it's doing. He comes, he comes at them gentle. Mm-hmm. He do, he doesn't come at them, you know. Like I do sometimes, hard, you know. That's I'm working on it. Everybody, yeah. calm down. And the kind of stuff they were issued, you know, the issues they had with was like the Gnostics, 
you know, uh-huh. who, who yeah. believe that God didn't create the world, right? You know, because why would God create a world that has evil in it? You know, no God would ever do that. Yeah. Or uh, the ones who thought you had to have Christ plus the law, which is you know same issue we have today. today. You have, to have have you know works plus Christ both, and mm-hmm. and so uh, it kind of gives a little picture of the first century church, but also it really it's, refers to today. Dude, it's giving us a picture of today. And one of the one of the scriptures I love the most is in. Ecclesiastes where um, and I'll read it the whole thing but it's like nothing new under the sun and it's Ecclesiastes 1 9 it says what has been is what will be and what has been done is what will be done there's nothing new under the sun mm-hmm. so as we talk today which people do all the time and it's there's this is worse as ever has been and you know it's got it no no we're just more aware of it today yeah yep. and it's it's, it's more nothing right new here under the sun if yep. you really dive into these scriptures and what's mm-hmm. happening in these churches and like Corinth and oh, well, Ephesus and, and all these churches, you're like, man, yeah, there were some messed up people inside the walls of the church. Right. You we're, know? we're in first Corinthians with our right. Sunday school class right now. And they're like, what? And I was like, Oh, don't be surprised. <laughs> you know, yeah. come on now. And we talk about like the theme, you know, what, what it's, it's all about fellowship with God. Right. That relationship, how yeah. you're supposed to have it. You know God's truth, uh, obey His commands, and love God's children, mm-hmm. love His people. That's mm-hmm. what we're called to do. We know that's, the truth, obey the truth, love the people. Right. And that's what I think the whole theme here is what John is, is trying to get at. Yeah, and people try to make this way too complicated. That's mm-hmm. the other thing about what we're going to get into it's, here. It's, 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 not. it's not. And there's, it's during a very difficult time of compromise and confusion. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just trying to clarify. Right. And something we have to remember as well is we, we have the advantage of the book. Mm-hmm. We, we get to see all this. They don't. They're in the middle of it, living it. Right. right. So you have to you have to be mindful of that because it's easy for us to sit back and say, oh, are you crazy? You don't see what's happening? No. I mean, when you're in it and it's right here, well, you, you don't know. Well, let's let's take what you said there. and We have the benefit of the book and kind of takes us right into what John is addressing and what he's saying at his, at his opening statements in, in John, First John chapter one. Uh, so verses one through four, I'll just go ahead and read them if that's okay. Sure. It says, "What was from the beginning, and what we have heard, and what we have seen with our eyes, what we have, have observed and have touched with our hands, concerning the word of life. Mm-hmm. That life was revealed, and we have seen it, and we have testified, declared to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us." What we have seen and heard, we also declare to you so that you may have fellowship along with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of pours out his heart in this letter. I'm talking about little children, dear mm-hmm. children. He's looking at these people as their spiritual father, just like a father writing to their child. Sure. Like it doesn't want them to go astray. doesn't want them to do these things. And it kind of opens up the same way his gospel does, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how he writes that way. But what he's doing is he's preaching a real historical event that he witnessed. Right. He, I was there. Right. We have the book, but he's like, look, I, I seen it. I was there. I seen it. Mm-hmm. I mean, John, he was eyewitnesses of the of the resurrection. Mm-hmm. He spent time with Christ after he rose. He, you know, he he lived yeah. with the guy. Yeah. We talked about. You want to know how Jesus felt about John? John calls himself the one Jesus loved. loved. Mm-hmm. How would you like to be referred to that? That's what Jesus. You know, the one Jesus. Would that be something? The one Jesus loved. Yeah. Well, he does love me. Mm-hmm. He right? does. He does. So, and, and um, 
John, we when people dismiss what the Bible is saying, it's it, it's crazy to me. In John's case, especially because he was an eyewitness. Okay, do we do? Uh, let's just talk about court proceedings for a second, because you know I have some experience in that. But do That's do me. we do we? Yeah, I've do witnesses? I've do we? I, do yeah. we rely on eyewitness testimony? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Do we believe what they're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing there's here. no doubt. There's no doubt. Uh-huh. John was there. There's no doubt. Jesus was there. Well, you remember the confrontation they had with Thomas when they went and told mm-hmm. Thomas, "Hey, look, you know, we've seen the cross." He's like, "No, nope. unless I see it, let I touch it with my hands, it's not." That's it. But then uh, John wrote in his gospel. He says, "What? Well, because you have seen me and you have believed." Jesus said this. Because you have seen me and you believe, those who believe without seeing are blessed. Mm-hmm. And we are those blessed people. That's right. Because we Good. have the word. Mm-hmm. We believe John's testimony. And we've seen it and believed it, had faith in it without seeing it. Yeah. And so we're blessed. So we're That's blessed. what he's talking about us. That's right. That's it. And then, uh, so I reference back, uh, you'll notice I like to work off these outlines that I make, but um, I reference back to Second Peter chapter 116, verse 16. It says, For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of His majesty. So this is this is just another documentation. Peter witnessed it as well, right? So Peter's writing that in Second uh, Peter 116. So we, we know this. We've got multiple eyewitnesses that are telling us this is the case. Well, let me, let me take you to Hebrews real quick, then. In uh, Hebrews 2, 3 through 4, it says, How will we escape it if we neglect such a great salvation? It was first spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. At the same time, God also testified by signs and wonders, various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his will. That's mm-hmm. why your testimony is so important. Others seeing Christ is so important. Right. 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 Where uh, they can see the power of the scriptures come to life. Come to life. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's, that's us. Right. That's right? us. So like when I, when I, when I share my testimony and I've done it hundreds of times, but when I share my testimony, the first thing I say is if you don't believe in God, listen to what I'm telling you. Because I have, I can bring you as many people as you want mm-hmm. to tell you what I'm about to tell you is mm-hmm. fact. And this is exactly what happened in my life, mm-hmm. right? And that's why I tell them, if you don't believe God's real, listen. Because what I'm telling you, there is no doubt that there's, God had a hand. The people that knew you back in the day, there's no deny, denying the change oh, in your yeah. life. Oh, there's yeah. no denying the change in my life right. with the people that knew me back then. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no, that's why it's right. so, our testimonies are God's Word is, is extremely important, mm-hmm. top number one on the list, yep. because there's so many testimonies in here, just right. like we're talking about John's, but our testimony is just right there, it, too. That's it. Yeah, that, that conversion was miraculous in, in my life, I know, because there was there was no doubt. Um, I, I could not do what I, what I did without God, right? God did that, because what I was trying to overcome was way bigger than me, you know. Mm-hmm. And I and when you surrender to that, whoo we. But if you don't tell people what happened, you're wasting the gift God gave you. Right. You know Absolutely. What I mean? Yeah. And and I, I so people hear testimonies like ours, right? And they and they downplay theirs, and that right. drives me crazy. Yeah. And I, I uh-huh. and and I had a good example of a lady that I go to church with. If you let me rant for a second, but. Um, 
a, a lady I go to church with, she's like, wow, Dax, I heard your testimony, but man, I just, I guess I don't have one. And I said, are you crazy? That's your testimony. Mm-hmm. The fact that you didn't go through that, the fact that you made the right decisions through the guidance of the Holy Spirit and all this stuff. And she has a beautiful singing voice, right? We all know that's not my strong suit, right? I can talky-talky pretty good sometimes. But um, so she stood up one day. I urged her. I said, please share your testimony. She stood up one day and, and kind of gave her story and said, you know, I, I didn't go through all these hard times because I was I, I had my parents guided me this way and, and I felt the Holy Spirit at a young age. And she says, but here's my testimony. And she sang a song. Yeah. And I thought, I mean, I'm I'm a crier anyway. I'm an emotional guy. I'm sitting back there like trying to run the media stuff like this. But she, but that was her testimony, right? But she didn't understand that that was her testimony until somebody told her, "Look, this is a gift from God. You have to share." And a lot of times we confuse our testimony with something that's in the past. Oh yeah, it's mine changes constantly. Right, you yeah. know, today we, the day we set price is is our our story begins that day. That's right. where our eternal life begins. Our, right, we should be adding chapters and chapters Correct. and chapters to our to our testimony. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop. Well, then I was saved, and that was it. Well, what now? Yeah, you know. Yeah, there, there's there's more to it than that. Mm-hmm. That's and, it. And what again? And we'll just we'll put a lid on. I guess the first couple of verses here, but you know. He says, "What we from from the beginning, the beginning of what, the beginning mm-hmm. of Jesus' teaching, He was there, yeah, right. You know, things concerning the the word of life. What's that? That's that's Jesus. That's Jesus. That's life. Mm-hmm. And if you read His gospel, you'll you'll get say, a yeah. more clear picture of of what that. Because he like again, He starts it off a, uh, a lot of the way He does His gospel. You know, you know, from the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was with God. Yeah, which is John one one through four. Exactly. Exactly." <laughs> Exactly, but then if you want to jump down to to verse three, he kind of gives the um, the whole theme again, like we talked about at the beginning. What we've seen, what we've heard, we declare to you, so that you may have fellowship along with us. And right. indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and His Son Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. John wants our the heart of the Christian life is intimate fellowship with God. Correct, intimate fellowship with God. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Not a part-time relationship not an acquaintance not someone not two you hours just call a week. when you need some help a buddy yeah. that you can just no that's not how this works that's it's not. intimate you know one of the biggest concerns that john had of this false teaching was the wrong view of who christ was mm-hmm. you know and john calls them antichrist right the spirit of the antichrist in chapter two we'll get into that yeah so then going along with verse three if you want to reference back to his gospel and uh 20, 29, chapter 20, verse 29, is then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those, you just, you already said that, right? right? Uh, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So, um, yeah. But, you know, in his whole gospel, he he devoted his whole gospel to trying to prove Jesus was who he said he was. Yeah. And so that, I think this is why it's so important right. to because, him. Because there's such a, there's such a distorted view <clears throat> even now of who jesus was right and we it's frustrating you know we we talked about you know ministry is one of the most discouraging jobs you can have because you spend a lot of time in that trying to okay you know this is this is what we're supposed to be doing and this is who you know who jesus is and this is where our relationship should be and this is ongoing and never ending almost it seems but um yeah. And what would you say, if I was to ask you, what is the number one, if you were to go out and take a poll of just people walking around, and not many people walk around Ivanhoe, but just walking around in general, mm-hmm. you go through Walmart. Okay. Say, what is the one thing you want in life? 
Okay. What do you think they would say? They would say wealth, wealth money, money. And, uh-huh. But but why would they want that? Because it would make them feel important, important um, value. Mm-hmm. Um, we all want to be. I should have gave the answer. I'm blank, man. We want to be happy. Oh, happiness. We want to have joy. We are pursuing happiness. We're all pursuing happiness. My bad. (laughs) We're all pursuing happiness. We're all pursuing joy. And so we look at verse 4, and he says, we're writing these things so that our joy may be complete. Mm Mm-hmm. So what we want whatever brings us joy. Right. So the so reason I times, couldn't answer you right away uh-huh. is because I don't find joy in those things anymore. No, exactly. That's why I said if we went to Walmart and started yeah. interviewing people. I couldn't wrap my head. Because we want wealth because it brings us happiness. happiness. Temporary happiness. Exactly. But what John is trying to to explain to us that this complete, full joy is only found in fellowship Ship with us. With God, God yeah. with the Father, with uh, with the Spirit, with Christ, um, mm-hmm. He wrote in His Gospel because we're going to refer to His Gospel a lot. Uh-huh. And it says in fifteen eleven, John fifteen eleven says, "I have spoken these things to you so that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be complete." And then He said in John sixteen twenty four, "Until now you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive, so that your joy may be complete." complete. Mm-hmm. Yep. That I mean that's. that's that intimate fellowship with Christ brings us joy, mm-hmm. right? Maybe yeah. not the worldly joy and happiness and health and wealth and prosperity that the world all wants mm-hmm. and thinks that, that they're going to have, but that's that's not the joy they're talking about. Christian right. fellowship is based on a shared experience with Jesus Christ, Correct. right? We right. come together with this understanding of who Christ is and our joy as a church mm-hmm. will be complete, right? right? So your, your source of joy is not a worldly source of joy. Your source of joy is Jesus, right. your relationship with him, mm-hmm. right? And it's it, it's a constant, disciplined, intimate relationship, right? And the and when when you can wrap your head around that, then you're on to something because um I I mean, I remember I was trying to fill my life up with all kinds of stuff and i had all kinds of stuff you know Mm -hmm. but when once i realized where my source of joy came from and i simplified my life i'm happy all the time i mean people like i'm annoyingly happy to people (laughs) right i mean people don't understand they don't Uh come up to me why are you the way you are well that you got a minute let me tell you Uh right and even if they don't got a minute you know i'll be i'll be chasing them down the aisle at walmart you know Mm -hmm. let's talk you know um I mean, I've even gone so far as to go around the, the to where the cooks are at Dairy Queen and talk to them about Jesus and invite those kids to the youth group because, you know, they had a mouth on them and they they needed somebody to talk to them. Right. You know, so. Can we, in, like, again, you've looked for joy in all different kinds of places. Yep. I've looked for joy for in my career trying to find joy and happiness yeah. in that. Same. In relationships and, mm-hmm. you know, in, in alcohol and so many different things. Yeah. If we would just realize that those are only temporary joys, temporary happinesses, but true joy is found in Christ. Yeah. And we're all looking for it. Absolutely. There's nobody that's not looking for joy in no. their life. Nobody. No. Nobody. I mean. So, Hashtag facts. That's yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's so John's saying, look, listen to what I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I've seen this with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm not just hearing it from my buddy's buddy's buddy. Right. I've seen this from my own eyes. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you listen to me. And if you understand what I've seen and understand what I heard, that true fellowship with Christ will make your joy 
complete. complete. And then page turn. This is how that happens. Ta-da. Faith in Christ, trust in Christ, intimate relationship with Christ. That means you're being obedient to what He's what He calls you to be. Because right. if you, you know, if you have that relationship with Christ, but then you're still living according to the flesh, right, and living your own own life, there's mm-hmm. two things. One, how can you really confirm or be secured in your relationship with Christ, knowing that's truly there? Mm-hmm. And two, you're not going to have complete joy. You're yeah. still going to have the worldly perspectives because that's the way you're living it it will never be complete and it will only be temporary that's why the in in 2021 today it's so like well what makes you a christian because i'm a christian right because i call myself a christian because i said so well that's that's great (laughs) what do you do for a living i'm an astronaut why because i called myself Myself an an astronaut astronaut. it doesn't work like that i can say whatever i want exactly exactly Mm -hmm. we've got to have that life changing Conversion. Yeah, there has to be a conversion. Yeah, if there, and and I and I relate that to conviction, right? I, if there's no conviction, there's no conversion. So, if you if if you're out there, you know, f- finding joy in these worldly things, I I would argue that there is no conversion because you're not feeling convicted by that, you know. Right. And and that's a big thing with the youth as well is is. Uh, you know, letting them know what that conviction is and what it feels like, you know, and I, and I, I explain it this way to them is, um, uh, have you ever done something and then immediately thought, Oh, my mom's going to kill me. Yeah. That's oh, it. Yeah. That's the feeling. Exactly. <laughs> and it happens to me daily. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, Lord. Yep. You know, before I didn't think about that. It didn't cross my mind. I'd move on to the next thing. I was more concerned with what my wife was going to do than what I right. yeah, was yeah. going to do. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. And we don't think like that no more. No, absolutely not. And if you, and once you stop thinking like that and, and you're worrying about how God sees you, everything else falls into place. Then you don't have that worry anymore of, oh, you know, what's my wife going to say? Right. Nothing, because you didn't do anything wrong. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like I, I always make, I always make the joke that you know we have five senses. Yeah. But when I became a Christian, I gained a sixth, and it's my sin sense. Sin, sin sense. Sin sense, because I can sense my sin, mm-hmm. which before I couldn't. Right. Now it's so, it's so out there. I mean, it's there's no way, there's no denying it when it happens. Right. You know, it's like, yep. oh, I done messed up it, again. Yeah. I done messed up it, again, and we're gonna mess up. It, yeah. But again, to have that intimate relationship, we must continually be in asking for repenting right. and asking for forgiveness. Right. right? Because just like in any other relationship that we're involved in, and, and mm-hmm. look, if you wrong somebody mm-hmm. and you don't ever make it right, yep. you're not going to have a good relationship. No. Right? No. If you're you, carrying that with you all the time. Exactly. And if you're you not keep, free. If you keep doing wrong things to a friend of yours or mm-hmm. to your spouse or whoever it may be. Right. And you never ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Like nothing ever happens. Yeah. That's not got a relationship. That's a true relationship. It's not one that's going to be intimate. It's not one that's going to be complete. Right. It's not going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, I say this a lot too, but we, as Christians, we, we live in forgiveness, whether it's giving it or asking for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a constant thing. Right. And, you know, and that's it's hard sometimes to put your ego out of the way and humble yourself and do that on both sides of it to either give it or rece- or ask for it, you know. And um, it's it's, but that's freeing too. That that frees you to move forward, right? Because if you're if you're not in repent, if you're not confessing, repenting, and and asking or receiving forgiveness, then you're anchored to whatever 
you're holding on to by not doing that right so whatever you're anchored to is just holding you back in the kingdom of god and you can't expand it uh, as we're called to do that's my take on that well i would say that we're kind of running out of time to jump into to to verse five okay um but here's my challenge i would i would say that we jump into verse 5 and, and going after uh, the next time we jump on here. And a lot of it's going to be if you say this, but you act like this. If you say this, right. but you act like this, right. then you're making yourself to be a liar. So I would say that give yourself the next couple of weeks before the next episode comes out. Read First John. Evaluate your life, You know how your behavior is, and then compare yourself back to what Scripture says and what John is saying mm-hmm. as we jump into uh, episode 3 and the rest of the chapter 1. Chapter 1. All right. Very good. Very good. You want, you want me to dismiss us today? Go I'll ahead. do it. Yeah. All, right. All right. Hey, Father, we're so thankful for your word and our, our chance to share it and, and receive it. Uh, always grateful for these times of fellowship, and we just ask that you, you, you bless this message and you send it out to whoever needs to hear it. Um, Father, uh, just uh, continue to to watch over us and put your healing hand on us. We love you, Lord. We're so thankful for the sacrifice uh, where we learned our worth on the cross. And we ask all of that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.